0: From the newsrooms of the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, this is The Morning Edition. I'm Samantha Selinger-Morris. It's Monday, February 26th. When Brad Banducci, the longtime CEO of Woolworths, gave an interview last week that made headlines for all the wrong reasons, the fallout was swift. The company's share price fell, and the Prime Minister piled on, scrutinizing the supermarket for a potential abuse of power. The issue of price gouging and lack of supermarket competition has been in the spotlight for months now. But to what end? Today, business columnist Elizabeth Knight on whether we're likely to see any reform from six upcoming inquiries into this matter. So, Liz, few listeners would have likely missed what can only be called a train wreck of an interview last week between Woolworth's CEO, Brad Banducci, and the ABC's Four Corners program. But can you remind us just briefly what happened there? And can you tell me about the fallout that resulted? Because there seems to have been a fair bit of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, basically a Four Corners program around investigating the abuses of power of the supermarket giants in Australia, that's Coles and Woolworths. And Brad Banducci was, you know, in the hot seat there. Now, he was being quizzed about market concentration and comments that had been made by a former ACCC head, Rod Sims, who of course has quite a bit of gravitas in this industry. Now, Brad made the unusual decision to have a bit of a snipe at Rod Sims, basically just Referring to the fact that he was now a retired chairman of the ACCC. Triple C. sorry, sorry the former
0: head of the competition commission says, that you, his words are...
1: That retired, we have, by the way. I, I don't think you would impugn his integrity and his understanding of competition law. I'm just saying the world has got much more competitive. He retired 18 months ago. He's not... OK, let's, we'll, can we take that out? Is that OK? And then, of course, Brad, I think almost immediately realised the error in that little snipe and asked the interviewer that it be cut from the recording. The interviewer said no and Brad basically got up and stormed out. I mean he, he is retired but I, I shouldn't have said that Angus. Are, you, are we going to leave it in there if we are? Well I mean if, if we're on
0: the record you said it I mean you know let's let's move on but
1: Yeah, Yeah, no, Um, I think I'm done, guys. Uh, You know, I I, I do this with good intent. You know, I don't do this with bad intent. Uh, You're walking out, really? No, no, no. Can we just... A few days later, when Woolworths was releasing its half-year result, there was an announcement made that Brad would be retiring from his role as chief executive, totally out of the blue, no one was expecting that.
0: Today, Woolworth's CEO, Brad Banducci, announced he's stepping down after eight years at the helm.
1: He vacates his job after vacating an interview Monday night. i will be studying Banducci's disastrous interview with Four Corners this week to learn what not to do. I suspect it's going to be on... Uh, on every... And in part on the back of that, Woolworth's share price, you know, fell around, you know, 6.5%, which is highly yeah. unusual. So that was one side of the equation. The other side of the equation, of course, is that the government, particularly the Labor government, which has been very vocal about its concerns about the concentration of power in the supermarket industry and the sense that supermarkets are price-gouging their customers who are already suffering from a cost-of-living crisis, he didn't help either. He sort of just piled on, which made it in a sense, worse for Brad Banducci.
0: Okay, and so speaking of bad optics, I guess, you've just written about a really quite unusual thing, which is that a very short period of time, there's been two very high-profile heads of companies resigning. That's Brad Banducci, of course, at Woolworths and the Qantas chair, Richard Goiter, And essentially that's because, you know, they made their companies too much money and that, you know, obviously it's a bad look during cost of living crisis.
1: Have you ever seen this happen before? Look, it's a very, very unusual time in which any chief executive is punished for making too much money. I mean, that just doesn't happen. I mean, that's their job. Their job is to make money. And in a general, in normal times, the more the, the merrier. So you'll be loved by shareholders, but these are not normal times. And both these gentlemen are leaders in two industries that people are very sensitive to. I mean, everybody loves to hate Qantas at the moment. And, you know, thanks in part to the Albanese government, everybody is increasingly hating on supermarkets and obviously their management as well, including Banducci. So There's this enormous pressure for corporate leaders to sort of do the splits, to try and keep their shareholders happy on the one hand, but live up to society's expectations that they're good corporate citizens on the other and are not going to profit gouge, which is what they've in recent times been accused of. I mean, that
0: sounds like a deal with the devil, just the absolutely impossible task. Is it even possible to balance
1: those completely competing demands? It is possible to make money and do it while upholding a a decent social licence, but it is hard to do. There is no doubt that it can be hard to do because one quite often comes to the detriment of the other.
0: So Liz, I wanted to turn now to price gouging a bit broadly. We've seen the heads of companies leave seemingly as a consequence of of scrutiny about price gouging. And Brad Banducci is still expected to front a Senate inquiry into food prices next month. And there are actually six inquiries in this sphere coming up. So are we actually reaching a tipping point here? And can we expect some significant reform?
1: Well, it's really interesting. Yeah, there are six separate inquiries and, and you know, they're rapid fire inquiries. And Brad because he's not actually leaving till the end of August, we'll front most of them. And they're all quite similar in the sense that fundamentally it is the market power and the concentration and power of the two major supermarket chains. So they'll be looking at whether there is not enough competition and that affects the prices that they're able to charge to consumers. And on the other side, there's other inquiries that are looking at The relationships between the supermarkets and their suppliers. And that is effectively around the supermarket code of conduct and whether it's strong enough to be of assistance to suppliers when they're negotiating with these rather large supermarkets. And what will happen? Well, we'll probably get a little bit more transparency on how pricing decisions are made and how they're often charging larger prices because their own costs have gone up. Their own costs have been the subject of inflation as well. So we'll see a little bit more about that. But the bottom line is there is no mandate for the government. It's not against the law to charge anything for a loaf of bread or a a litre of milk. So there are no price caps on particular food, goods and services, the government is never going to put caps on actual food prices. That's way beyond the pale and they wouldn't try that. So I don't know exactly what's going to come out of any of these inquiries other than an opportunity to basically, you know, fire grenades at chief executives. And, you know, that could be quite effective, certainly can bring the public on board. We'll be right back.
0: I wanted to ask you about something you just mentioned a bit before which is that you said the government would not put price caps on food it would be beyond the pale
1: so why why would it be so beyond the pale well a couple of things this public does have the ability to and Woolworths mentioned this yesterday they can shop at other you know independents they can shop at Aldi they can shop at Costco but in a non essential thing. And I mean, I know you can say food is essential, and it is essential, but there's a lot of ways you can sort of mix up your food shop. I think it would just be, you know, outside an extreme crisis point. I just don't think the government would get away with Mm -hmm. doing something that draconian.
0: I mean, I think the reason I was asking was because I know that in the 1970s here, the government did determine the price of milk and bread and items like that. So
1: it was accepted at one point. Yeah, a long time ago and I think we've moved on from there and I don't think they would contemplate doing that again.
0: And Liz, just to wrap up, I wanted to return to this duopoly that essentially we've got here between Woolworths and Coles. I mean, do you think if anything bad publicity, you know, the naming and shaming, which I guess we've seen, may result in any action? I mean, perhaps the loss of public trust?
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting that despite what's been going on and, and the pressure that particularly the government has put on the major supermarkets, when you look at brand studies, they still feature very high as on the scale of trusted brands. So I, it does make me wonder whether a lot of this noise is politicised uh, rather than coming from the actual public that are walking up and down the aisles of Coles and Woolworths. And I think the One measure that the big supermarkets have not done so well in in recent times is value for money. I think there is a feeling that the supermarket consumer is not getting the value for money that they were, say, a few years ago. And that's understandable because prices have gone up and they're not getting as good a value for money as they they have been in the past. But in terms of trusting the brand, I don't actually see any evidence that at this stage, that these brands are considered less trustworthy than they have before. Or compare it to something like Qantas. The trust in that brand over the past year has plummeted. You haven't seen that replicated with the big supermarkets like Coles and Woolworths.
0: Why do you think that is? Because that seems to be such an interesting contrast to me.
1: Yeah, I think there's a few things going on there. I think the service levels in Qantas... Became so diabolical that no one trusted them. The prices went sky high. The same thing with Coles and, and Woolworths to some extent, but the service that Coles and Woolworths gave us wasn't really at issue. In Qantas, we had the service problem. We had a customers. Uh, we couldn't get through on the phones. We had. Planes that were delayed, they were cancelled. All this sort of stuff was going on as well. So every aspect of Qantas' performance was diabolical. Whereas with Coles and Wards, you know, the pain point is really just price. And much lower one than, say, a ticket to, uh, you know, United Kingdom or something. Well, d- domestically, particularly. I mean, we have a very strong duopoly in airlines. With Coles and Woolworths, we call it a duopoly and they do have together, you know, the lion's share of of market share, but there are alternatives. You can go to, you know, if if you're really looking for price, you can go to Aldi, you can go to the independents. I don't know if the prices are any better there, probably not, but you can go to Costco if there's one in your area. So there are some alternatives. With airlines, if you want to fly from A to B, I mean, really, And do it regularly and with good time slots. There only are two airlines to consider.
0: Thank you so much, Liz, for your time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Today's episode of The Morning Edition was produced by Julia Katzel, with technical assistance by David McMillan. Our executive producer is Ruby Schwartz. The Morning Edition is a production of The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald. If you enjoy the show and want more of our journalism, subscribe to our newspapers today. It's the best way to support what we do. Search The Age or smh.com.au forward slash subscribe. And sign up for our Morning Edition newsletter to receive a comprehensive summary of the day's most important news, analysis and insights in your inbox every day. Links are in the show notes. I'm Samantha Selinger-Morris. This is The Morning Edition. Thanks for listening.